0: mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices message and data rates may apply bank of america and a AM member fdsc hey party people it's jaime producing our podcast confessions of a creative director is one of the most rewarding and fulfilling projects of my life i can't believe i get to meet and talk to some of the most successful and influential creative directors from around the world i'm thrilled by all the support and encouragement i receive from listeners everywhere Now, as a fan of the show, I invite you to join my Patreon and become a supporter of the show. You'll help me cover the editing, hosting services, and maybe the occasional tequila soda for yours truly. If you've derived real world value from my conversations with the world's best creatives, this is your way to help keep it going. Visit my Patreon and sign up to become a supporter today. You'll get access to additional content from the show and maybe even a few surprises. I'm looking forward to many more episodes, and I hope you'll come along for the ride with me. Visit patreon.com backslash of a creative director to become a supporter today. That's patreon.com backslash confessions of a creative director. Thanks. This episode is brought to you by What's the Big Idea? An indispensable guide to becoming a kick-ass creative director. By yours truly, Jaime Cabrera. Pick it up on Amazon and now available on Audible. party people welcome back to the podcast confessions of a creative director the original podcast made by a creative director for creative directors for aspiring creative directors for creatives of all types looking to up their game by learning from the world's best this is your podcast and i am your host jaime cabrera On today's podcast, we have the kind, generous, and supremely creative Shlomo Genshin. You probably know him from his super popular newsletter and website, thecreativemarketer.net, where he shares recipes, tools, and techniques for writing creative copy content and ads that help creatives achieve better work more consistently and efficiently. But he also has a day job as creative director at Ground Up VC, where he helps 45 startups with all their creative and marketing needs. And he believes this sector is the Wild West for bold, creative cowgirls and cowboys looking to disrupt and make a career-defining work. And he's here to tell us all about it. So settle up, and let's get into it with Shlomo Genshin. How are you, buddy? Nice to see you.
1: You're doing
0: great. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, of course. You know that. You know, uh, for the audience li- listening at home, I've been trying to get Shlomo on for a long time. A lot of it was my fault, just kind of like so much, so many things going on. But I just knew that I wanted to have you on, and and to to first of all say thank you for all the amazing content uh, that you put out into the world to to help our. Our fellow creatives be <laughs> as successful as possible. So I, I know I uh, often am saving all of your tips and and tricks and techniques. So uh, thank you for everything that you're doing to to bring up the next generation of of creatives.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course. Thanks for reading my stuff. And like, it's it's crazy. You know, like sometimes I don't even know who's reading that and who's not. And then and then like hearing that from you is pretty amazing. So thanks.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you have. I think you have like. I think you you have like thirty five thousand followers, and 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 tons of people that follow your newsletter. So you're definitely, I think, making a a, a big impact and a big difference. So I, I believe that's got to feel, that's got to feel pretty good. Uh, and that's not even that's not even your day job, right? Uh, you have kind of a, a day job uh, as head of creative for Ground Up Ventures, which we're gonna kind of talk about your your POV. Uh, on that and and kind of the future of where all the great creative jobs are heading. So that's your day job, but in, in your part in your spare time, in all your spare time, uh, you have founded the Creative Marketer, which you describe as building the world's largest collection of techniques and tools for copywriters, marketers, and other creative uh, creatures. Uh, tell me about how you how you got started with that. What was why did you want to do that? I mean, I know I had my reasons for starting um, the podcast and writing the book, but you know, how did you get started? What was that? What was that story? What's that origin story?
1: Sure. Yeah. So, so I think it all started. I was, you know, like I, I was, I was kind of scrolling on LinkedIn, and. And you know, and it kind of looked weird to me just just seeing all those like people from our industry just like riding, like humble and honored. And I'm so excited to share this thing. And I won these awards, <laughs> and then like disappearing for a year again, and then coming back again in a year and doing the same thing all over again, just like to disappear again. And and you know, it, it kind of felt to me like those Instagram influencers who just like post only their most beautiful moments. Where they're like, I don't know, on vacation or 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 whatever, and then that's it, and you don't see like you know the struggle and all the you know like shitty parts and and sleepless nights and all of that. And I thought like, wow, like that's a shame, you know. Like I would love to see, I know, like the process behind like those people's work and what what they're doing and all of that. And that's how I you know, and that's how I started posting my stuff. And like you know, of course, like I didn't have the experience or the knowledge of like all those like you know crazy creative directors I looked up to but, but like still I decided you know I'm going to go for it and just share like you know I started with just sharing my work stuff I did for Burger King and a few other things that that have won awards and then later I even started just sharing work that you know that I didn't even produce ever uh just like techniques you know just like kind of showing recipes and step by step guides of of stuff that I did and I remember that one of the first ones that you know like really really, like, showed me that that thing is working. Like, people care was, was a Tinder post that I did. It was, like, how to write a tagline for a Tinder. And I share that that technique that, that I call, like, elaborate, eliminate, and play. So I wrote, so, so I show, like, how you can write, like, this this little manifesto, just to, just like, write everything you know about the product. Then you eliminate. Like, you, you just, like, scratch out all the words that don't matter, anything that's not interesting, and only keep the the cool ones. Like, the, I don't know, people um and and swipe and and simple and like kind of all the interesting stuff that you have there and then you just put those in like a big word bank kind of, and then you play with those until you get some something interesting like an interesting tagline Uh, and the tagline i got back then was for every single person which like a month later okcupid came out with a campaign and that was their tagline but it was like a complete coincidence it was crazy, really. Um, yeah, but but that post got viral. Like, I mean, it got like a thousand likes at the time. It was crazy for me because I had like five hundred connections, or I don't know. And and I saw like, all right, like people actually care about that stuff, you know.
0: Yeah, that's great. So that's that's the that's the moment when you realized, okay, there's some there's something here, and people are hungry for this. I love this idea about. How certain creatives are like Instagram influencers, like you said, they're only posting the beautiful pictures of them on the beach, but they're not posting the struggles, the doubt, the you know, and 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 also, I guess you could say, some of them are also not sharing the 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 wisdom that maybe help them get to where they are. Right, they're kind of keeping that for themselves in a way, assuming that they that they actually did the work and not just, you know, put their name on the on the award <laughs> entry. Yeah. But that that is interesting that that they just kind of they're not sharing all the struggling part or all the nuts and bolts of how they got there or how they did it, right? It's just, you know, thank you so much. Like you said, I'm I'm so humbled and honored and <laughs> That's funny. I love that. I love that.
1: Yeah. And I, and I think in a way it also connects just just like this. Like I think sometimes it's not even because it's not even because, like, they're trying to hide anything. But I think it's just like Daniel can says that, that they, they don't know themselves, right? Like, like they kind of keep it as something, like, magical that just happens. Like, those ideas just come to them, which which sometimes happens. Like, we all know that. Right. But on the other hand, I mean, there's still process. Like, like, you did something. And, and like, I think it's kind of worth... Just like looking back, even for yourself, uh, like just just to kind of break it down and reverse engineer it, and just see what well, what actually happened there, so you could do it again next time. Because otherwise, like you're gonna get the next brief, and then you're like, well, what now? You know?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and I think we've talked about this before, but you're you're a big you're a big uh, Dan Nalkin fan, as as I am, right? Where he he Absolutely. the the thing that always sticks out. Uh, from my conversation with with him, was this idea of like we need to we need to spend more time thinking about how we think, like how mm-hmm. how do we get to these ideas? How you know breaking it down, like you said, reverse engineering and figuring out, because then the next time that you do something, you'll at least have a, a framework. Where where have you learned these things? I, I imagine some of them you've learned just by being in the business. Some of them you maybe you've learned from from Dan's book, I'm sure there are things that you've said like, "Oh, I like this, but I'm gonna add, you know uh, add this to it or whatever." But how have you learned all these things where Where did you learn some of the the techniques that that you um share with uh, with your audience
1: yeah so so I think the basics really in, in Miami at school right i I went to Miami at school, Berlin. And, and that's where I really learned, like, all the bit, like, I didn't know anything before that. Like, I learned all the basics of concept and, and insight and, you know, and all the stuff that's you know, that we are, <laughs> basically use every day. Um, and that was kind of kind of the base of it. But then later, like, even, like, I think, I think, like, at some point, I, I, I discovered that, you know, it's not only the things that you learn, like, in school or, you know, like, in that course. And there are also other books. And I started kind of digging into... You know like the stuff that i have here behind uh like the advertising concept book and Howard gossage and and you know and later like hey we like and hey we will squeeze this and then like, and all of the basics and then like i became like a real kind of creativity nerd and i you know and i started like learning edward de bono's work and and a lot of like other like interesting you know just interesting stuff that even like is kind of usually like maybe related more to comedy or to theater and and stuff like that. And then that kind of became also super interesting to me because I see that there are a lot of techniques in, in, in theater, for example, that could apply also like humor principles or, or, you know, or the way even that you develop a character that could really apply to, to marketing or to, or to advertising as well. Um, because, because, you know, like they approach character development in a much more human way, right? Like they don't really think like as much like about like income or or media channels or stuff like that. Like they actually think about like who this person is surrounded by or like who, I don't know, who is influencing him? Like what does he want? What is he afraid of? And what is he afraid of? And then, you know, like stuff like that. And I think that's like way more powerful than, than like just, you know, regular personas.
0: Yeah. That, have you always been... Because what you're describing is really a, a student uh, is becoming kind of a, a student of 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 the of the craft, right? Have you always been that way? Um, have you always been that the kind of person that likes to break something down and really study it, or did that come from a point of you know getting to a point in your career where you're like? you know, I need to, I need to better understand how to do this. Or have you always had that kind of student mentality?
1: Yeah. I, like, I, I really think that, no, I, I don't think I always had that. I think it really came from desperation <laughs> because I think that when I like, like when I was in ad school and, and it started there, like I was, I was, I was desperate, man. Cause like, there was like, you know, it's so much pressure. It's, it's way harder than an agency. I'm serious. Like we, like we had so many priests and so many things to do. And then at some point I was like, okay, like I can't keep just doing that from scratch every time. Like I need some kind of cheat sheets or, or cheat codes, or I don't know, I need something. So then I started this folder and it had like, you know, like just a bunch of printed pay, like pages that I had with different techniques that I found. So so a few pages from Mario prekins book um, with, with, with his creative techniques. And then a few, like then there was one cheat, cheat sheet with like media channels. So there was like print, uh, there was, like, floor stickers, uh, bus stickers, like, podcasts, like, like, VR, anything, like, you could do, like, just a bunch of channels. And that would help me a lot. And then, like, slowly this folder would get, like, you know, thicker and thicker, and I would just walk around with it and like let other people use it too. Like my partner is usually, <laughs> and and yeah, and I think like that's that's how I became so obsessed with it because I knew that like if I'm not gonna you know like find this kind of like competitive edge or find like like this one trick that other people don't know, I'm just gonna stay up all night, <laughs> and that and that was basically my my you know my little cheat sheet, and and yeah. later when I started sharing my stuff, it was it, it was basically the same stuff just like. You know, with a nicer layout and kind of written more well, but it was the same stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have to say, all of your stuff always looks so uh, beautiful and wonderfully uh laid out. But but you know, just just asking, you know, kind of like a cynical person would would do. Why why would you want to share that? Like, why wouldn't you <laughs> want to keep all that stuff for yourself and be you know the world's you know best uh, creative uh, writer or creative in general, like, why, why would you want to share it? You know what I mean? Like, what is it about you that makes you want to share what you've learned? Cause I mean, it's, you know, there are a lot of people that would probably, and those are probably the, the same people you're describing earlier that just like to pop their heads up, you know, on LinkedIn once a year to, to tell everybody uh, how humble they are to have won a, a can. But what is it about you that made you want to go like, Hey man, I want to share this stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, I think there are two sides to it. Like the first one I could sell I could say that, you know, I just enjoy helping people, uh, but, but that's, but I guess that's like would be half a lie. Cause, cause if I could, you know, like I, I do enjoy helping people, but if I could just like not do it, maybe it would be easier. I don't know if I would do it anyway, but I feel like it's a really good like way to market myself. Like I've, I've been freelancer. Mm-hmm. like I've always been a freelancer. I never had like a real, real job right? Like even when I worked for like in BDC, I've always been freelancing and and I always wanted that kind of lifestyle. Like I surf, and it was important to me that I could, I don't know, live in Mexico or Costa Rica or like just, just be somewhere and just be free. And I knew that like, if I want to, you know, go that path and I don't want to just like, you know, go the regular kind of agency way and, and, you know, just climb the ladder. Then, then I need to find some, some kind of way to promote myself. And, and, you know, and yeah. once like the, the first posts were just like to kind of, I don't know, maybe impress people or something, but then I saw that, yeah, you know, like it's working, people are liking that. and And, and I think the coolest part about it, like the coolest part about like sharing everything I know is that eventually like, you know, people are like, first of all, I think Every you know, there are no no real secrets, right? Like eventually everything would be right. shared. So so the question is just are they gonna hear it from me or from somewhere, someone else? So I prefer them to hear that from me. And <laughs> that's the first thing. And the second right. is I think that like usually when people see that, it's not like they steal all, all my secrets. They just like they just hire me to do that. Like I like often I would I would share some techniques and they would be like, Cool, but like I'm too busy to do that, or I want you to do that. Uh, cause there's always like this little creative gap, right? Like, like, it's never like, no matter what right. you share, there's always like something missing there. Like you need that, like last piece to like oh, that yeah. person basically to do that. And, and, and that's how I've been getting all my, all my work. And I don't know, like this, like this podcast thing and then everything. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is pretty, you know, let me do, let my dog out here cause he's going nuts. No <laughs> problem. So, you know, in a way, it's you're giving p- potential employers a look at you at how you're going to handle a problem. Right. And, and just seeing some of the things that you put together, of course, they would they would trust you and they would, you know, in some ways, it's proof of concept of what they're going to get. Right. As opposed to somebody that's just saying, like, I'm available for this. Yeah. Hire me. You're you're you know, you're basically showing them what you're going to do for them without actually, without actually doing it. I love this idea. So is this true? Did you actually um, live uh, remotely in other places and, 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 and do uh, your work? I think you mentioned Mexico and Costa Rica. Is that really part of your process or is that part of your, your dream?
1: no no that happened that happened i mean i mean once i did it already then i then i figured that it's not as nice because like i i worked at bdc at the time so that was so like bdc paris and then and then i live in mexico so the time zones were different so i had to wake up every day like at 4 a.m so, so right so i mean it, it was amazing to live there but then it was also kind of difficult and lonely and you know like i enjoyed the surfing i enjoyed the vibe it was like i did it for four months i think or five and that's it. And then I was like, all right I want to back home. I want to see my friends every night. And you know, like, I I don't want to live that way anymore. But still, like, you know, I still right. enjoy kind of work, working remotely. But yeah, I did that. It was it was cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. So are you are you like a Tim Ferriss uh, fan? <laughs>
1: I was uh, like, I mean, I, I, I'm still like, I, I don't know, I haven't heard from you yeah. for a while. But yeah, but like, like Tim Tim Ferriss like inspired me a lot. I read his book at the beginning, and I was like. But uh, and I was like, yeah, that that's a cool way to live. Although I, I read a funny yeah, tweet a few I wish. days ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like like it said that everyone I know who read uh, the Four Hour work Week works like sixty hours a day or something. So, <laughs> and that's that's how it is, I think.
0: Yeah, no, I love Tim Ferriss, and I, you know, it's definitely you know a fantasy of you know. Obviously, I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm older than than you, but it was always kind of like, man, I wish I could have done that. If you know, maybe <laughs> I had. I had kind of started a little bit a little bit earlier i could have i could have done that um and i love tim ferris but yeah you have to kind of take everything with a little bit of a grain of, a grain of salt right it's just kind totally, of yeah. like the aspiration and you try to try to get close to that but yeah sometimes it's a little it's a little bit uh it's definitely a little bit much well that's 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 pretty cool well, congrats that's um, that sounds like a pretty um successful way to to sure. operate. So. Um, Let's talk a little bit about how you see you see kind of the world of advertising and marketing a little bit differently. You're seeing an opportunity uh maybe a little bit earlier than than some other folks, but but tell us about why you think that business to business and and tech that whole uh marketing landscape is the place to be. Tell tell us about that. It's really interesting.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So so like I think I think like you know when I when I started I also didn't know anything about that. But then but then I think that when I actually started like posting on LinkedIn and sharing my stuff then originally I thought it would be only for agency creatives. I thought it would be like for people like me and and you know and people are going to like it. And then it would be like kind of like, I don't know, maybe a version of like Deck of Brilliance and 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 whatnot. But then slowly I I started noticing that you know most of the subscribers to the newsletter and most of the people like writing me in the in the DMs were actually people working in tech. And I was like, that's interesting. Cause like, I didn't know these people were interested, you know, like in, in advertising or creativity, especially at all, like they were doing their, you know, their performance marketing stuff and that's, and that's boring and, and that has nothing to do with us, you know, like our cool activation and all the stuff that we're doing. So then, but then slowly I kind of started, you know, digging into this world. And then one day I got a phone call from, from David, who is now my boss. Um, and he called me and he said, and he said like, yeah, you know, like, like I have a VC, I run a VC firm and, 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 you know, we have like 40 to 50 portfolio companies and, and, you know, and come work for us and and be our, like, you know, and, and help those companies with, with what they're doing, like with creativity. So of course I like pretended I knew what, what a VC firm was, (laughs) I Googled it. And then I figured out, all right, like that's, that's pretty interesting. And I'm I'm, like, I'm kidding. I worked with a few startups before, but then like, that was kind of my, you know, where I started seeing what's actually happening there. And, once I discovered it and once like I got into this, I, I, you know, I found out that it's like, it's such an interesting opportunity for creatives and for a few reasons. Like, like the first part is that, you know, it's like the wild west really. Like, like it's crazy what's happening there because, because like, think about it, like all the big brands, like all the big consumer brands, they're already established, right? Like they already have their voices and they have like, their brand and colors. And it's all like so strict. And, and, and even like if they have a lot of budget and a lot of like agencies working for them, doing creative stuff, they're still like, you know, they have all this process in place, right? But then if you look at, you know, like tech brands, like you have gigantic brands or like fortune 500 companies, they don't have anything in place. Like they don't have a voice they like, they have a logo and some colors for their presentations or something, but they don't have like really anything going on. So then there is so much ground to explore, right? Because if you think, like, I don't know, if you're working on Nike or Burger King campaign, like, of course, you can always find a new angle and and another thing and something relevant or RTM. I don't know, like, you you would find something, of course. But then with those companies, you can just start, like, with a blank canvas and, and do some crazy stuff. Plus, like a lot of them are much more open, like, like if you're thinking of startups then these people like would do anything, you know, to get to get PR and to get, you know, like to, 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 for people to see them and they're, you know, they don't have like big legal departments who would say like, no to all your ideas. Like they would just go with that. And, and, and that's, you know, and that's been super fun for me because like I'm working on their ads mostly right now. And, and it's, you know, it's been incredible. Like we don't have huge budgets, of course, like we can produce like Super Bowl ads, like that, that's something I admit, right? right. But, but, but then, but then like, for example, like my favorite thing is print ads really like I've, I've, I've always loved print ads. And, and at some point I was like, yeah, you know what? Like maybe I was born too late. That's it. Like, I mean, that time is over. And now the only thing that counts is activations and, and PR stuff. And I'm not gonna get, you know, like to, to write funny headlines or make like those those ads like like the ones that I admire uh, anymore in my life. And and that's it. And I and I should just, just accept that. But then I see that you know in that space, all all those things are actually happening. Like like you can still make long copy, right? Like you can still write long copy ads. And you can still like create print ads for, but even if, you know, if you run them on LinkedIn or you run in some other places, but still like, like you're still creating those, like, you know, like kind of old school ads that are, that are really fun to make and really interesting. And there's so much like creativity that you can explore there and they're also cheap to produce. And, and, and yeah. And I like, I think that's, that's quite incredible. And, and, I'm not the only one because I've been like speaking with a lot of creatives and, and since I started doing that, like a lot of creatives are reaching out to me from like the biggest agencies like Ogilvy and, and BBDO and like a lot of creative directors writing to me and saying like, yeah, how can I do that too? I mean, I'm tired of, you know, I'm sick of that old regular stuff and I want to try something like that. Like I want to work with startups. I want to work closer with the founders, you know, like without like account executives between us and i just like want to do the real thing just like execute work all the time rather than another round of feedback or or rebrief right
0: that's that's pretty cool so you know specifically with uh with ground up ventures right i think you mentioned it's 45 early stage startups and and you're helping them with all aspects of of their brand but also are you also helping them think creatively in in other ways too or is it is it strictly focused on sort of branding and positioning and advertising and marketing or are you helping them think creatively in different ways as well
1: No, it could be anything i mean it could be anything like from their also personal brands of the founders and the way they you know tweet and write online but also to the way their you know their stand would look like their stall would look in like in a conference and that's something you could you know make something creative out of that as well like basically there are no limits right like they're super open and you can speak directly to the founders and execute something in two days like if you have a good idea uh, you can do it. So, I mean, there are no, there are no limits there. And I think like that's, that one makes it amazing. And, and these are the startups, but I'm even looking at, you know, at the bigger brands and like at the bigger companies, like, you know, like Upwork uh, like has been producing some amazing work, I think, and, and Fiverr and like, and like Monday.com and like all those, like all those, like there are companies that are like tech companies that are, and B2B companies that are already producing some pretty cool like brand content and, and, you know, and ads and stuff like that. And I think that's only the beginning because, like, in a way, we're just, like, at the same stage, like, in that in that kind of landscape. We're in, at the same stage where we're before the creative revolution. Like, I think it's, like, the 1960s where, you know, where people thought, like, okay, if we want to sell a car, sure, we should just, like, you know, show the features of that car or of that watch. And that's it. And people are going to buy this because, you know, they're, they're just going to compare it to and find the best product right and i feel like that's how a lot of people in tech think right now and that's how it looks right now but then i feel right like now there's there's a change happening and and you know and if more people like like us would come into that space like there's so like so many interesting things we could do because also like their products are very unique like if you look at at consumer products, a lot of them are pretty much the same. Like, the only thing that's, that differentiates them is the brand and, like, the things that are doing. But I think what's cool about startups is that the products are actually innovative and, like, the, like there there's actually a difference. Like, you can actually promote, like, a specific feature, like you would do with a car, like, 30 years ago, you know? And, and I think that's, like, super interesting and a big opportunity.
0: Yeah, I, I love that thought that, you know in that world that it's kind of the world of advertising in in the 19 in the 1960s right where where obviously you always think of mad men and that that whole era but it's interesting to to think about that 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 they're really kind of in a way at that level where to your point earlier it's sort of like the wild wild west it's it's sort of it's sort of open so how how do you you know how do you how do how does one how would you recommend that somebody who is interested in that uh, asking for a friend? Um, how do you how do you uh, suggest that they even try to get into that into that world? What's the best way in your in your mind?
1: Yeah, I, I think that it's it's about two things. Like first of all, I think you know they're gonna want you because because I feel like you know a lot of founders in the tech in the tech landscape they, they're they looking for stuff like that right like they're looking for create like if you would say that you've worked for nikes and for, sorry for nike and like for other brands like you know like big brands and, and and things that you've done and most agency people do then you know then then you're going to be pretty you know like people are going to appreciate that i think like even more than they do in, in the agency world so i think like like we should know that you know agency people should know that their skills are are appreciated outside as well. It's not just like inside of that like little uh little fishbowl right and, and so that's the first thing, and the second I think is also kind of getting over that gap of of like like a, that language barrier kind of where, where where we don't really speak that language right like I feel like a lot of time creatives are just like kind of afraid of. You know, speaking about I don't know, like metrics and performance and and marketing and and positioning and all that kind of stuff, which is really like just what we do. Like we we actually already doing that. Like all that positioning stuff. And but it's but 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 they're just kind of saying it differently. And then I think that just just for that reason, like sometimes it feels like it's completely different. It's a whole different world, and there's no way we could like you know bridge that gap. But then, in reality, you know if you just go in and start reading a little bit about startups and then you know and pull Graham staff and or, or read like things like books like the Lean startup and and, and just start kind of you know learning about that stuff a little bit and about products and about product marketing, which is really very similar to what we're doing at agencies anyway um th- then I feel like you know it would be much much easier to to kind of you know to kind of get into that world because you you'll be able to speak the same language and and once you understand that, and, and I think that's also an amazing thing, like in in the tech landscape, that people actually measure success of campaigns, right? Like like fake campaigns, like, you know, they sometimes make agencies that are only for rewards, like those things won't do. Uh, you need something that actually works. But I think that the amazing part is that creativity actually works. Like we kind of forgot that. It feels like sometimes we're just like doing those creative stuff, you know, just to get a words or just because it's cool or fun, but that actually works. I mean, like people actually appreciate good content or good ads. And I think that's kind of amazing to see the results behind it, even like just seeing that, that, like click through rate going up just because you came up with a better headline. I think that's pretty awesome.
0: So, you know, I've be, I've become kind of a big fan of, of the agile process. Right The way that a lot of tech companies uh, operate right when they're if they're developing a new product or software, right which is for for folks that may not be familiar it's it's about being it's about delivering value more often and 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 quicker. So basically, let's say you're 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 tasked with some new project. You're going to ideate very quickly. You're going to come up with some kind of big ideas. Let's let's just say it's for a a product enhancement or something. You're going to ideate very quickly and get back in front of the stakeholders within, call it, 48 hours to kind of present your findings. And then they're going to help you say, well, this this feels good. This doesn't feel good, blah, blah, blah. And then you take it to the next step, right? And you're delivering these, these little buckets of value more often as opposed to the way that a lot of other companies work where you go away for 6 months or whatever and then you come back and then it's like that's not what we were looking for at all. Do you find that because tech companies are already working in that world that they're more open to that kind of to that kind of process because you know a lot of companies are stuck in that old you know model of the agency right it's like okay agency go away for Three months and come back and show us what you got, and then oftentimes it's not right. Would you say that tech companies are more kind of in that agile way of thinking, even in their in their marketing or or advertising um, efforts?
1: I think so. Yeah. Like, I think they're very much into testing and that's, and that, and that's kind of it, right? Like, like between everything yeah. that you do, you test it. And I think, and, and I think about it a lot, right? Because like, for example, in the tech world, you have this term of like lean startup and, and you make ba- like an MVP, you make like a, like a minimum viable like product that like, a, like kind of a lean version of your yeah. product where you just try it and see if it works. And I think it could work the same with ads, right? Like if you, for example, want to test an insight, then I think it's so much, you know, it makes much more sense, like before you produce a film or anything like that, just to test that insight as a meme, for example. Like just stuff like that. Like just those kind of things where you first see if that's even working. Because a meme is an insight basically eventually right it's, it's it's the same thing so if you can distill that right. and see how people react to that then later when you produce a whole movie around it and spend so much budget then it's probably going to work if it has worked as a meme and because if, if the inside is bad then no matter how you know how much you're going to invest into it it's, it's not really going to be like a good ad and and I, and, and that's something I've, I've learned from you know from those like from those startup founders like that's you know they, they don't even wait for you to create like three executions of the same concept, right? Like you just test one and you see if it's if it's working and if it's not, that's it. Like, and I think that's that's amazing because it saves you a lot of time as well. Like I think people at agencies are so overworked because also like, you know, they work so hard, they work so hard on creating things that eventually don't get used or, or create like all those crazy presentations and decks. And then there it's kind of different. Like things are much quicker. You can just present your ideas to the founder in like even your Figma board uh and that's it you just show it you pick one you run it and and you know and, and you kind of roll on of course it wouldn't work with like out of home and, and sometimes you really need to invest into a campaign i'm not saying that like sure you know agencies are wrong and tech companies are right and, and that's it like I, I you know i admire work that that takes time and i admire the craft and, and i love all that stuff but i'm just saying that yeah sure like i think there is a lot we could also learn and kind of improve and you know do to move quicker
0: yeah because you know, we brands have to more and more. I think, uh, and I, I know a lot of people think the same way. They have to move at the speed of culture, right? Because if if you're, you know, something happens in in culture, and if it's going to take you eight weeks as a brand to react to it in some way, whether that's like, you know, creating a, an ad that feels like a meme or I don't know, whatever it is you will have lost the moment because, you know, culture has already moved on. So yeah. I think that, you know, that part of it is not happening. I think there will always be room for the, the types of things that you talked about, right? The craft, the things that take a long time. I think there will always be room for that. But I think the, you know the, um, you know, the day-to-day hard stuff that's working hard for your brand has to be done quicker. Can't can't yep. compromise too much on the quality, but it's got to be done quicker, faster, um, you know, uh, otherwise you're just going to sort of get left behind. And that's the way that tech is, right? It's like tech can't, tech can't wait. Tech, tech is not waiting for, <laughs> oh, let's, uh, you know, a- Apple came out with this. All right, well, let's, let's take a year to, to respond <laughs> to that. No, it's got to, you right. know what I mean? It's like tech doesn't work that way and, and you know, culture doesn't work that way
1: anymore right yeah and and yeah and i think it doesn't even always mean like compromising on quality it just means like it just means like shipping more work like and that so it means it means that even like of course some of the work would be bad but then sometimes you know ideas that got killed in the you know in, in the meeting room still or, or they got killed in some like feedback ground you know you would still run them anyway because you won't even have that feedback round and you know sometimes they would flop and, and sometimes they would work but but all right like you just you just kind of keep moving it you know so so it doesn't so it doesn't really matter
0: um the, the other thing that, that i that i love that you mentioned is that it sounds that it sounds like if you're a creative person working at w- with a VC like this, that you're also going to get um, a very quick understanding of whether the work worked or not, right? Like in terms of metrics, in terms of things like that, where oftentimes you don't always, you may not always get that, right? You're going to know working at, at a VC whether you did something that moved the needle. Is that is that accurate?
1: Yeah, I think so. And, and, and I think especially even like, more than startups, I think, like, especially for big tech companies or, you know, like, where they test every single thing. So, like, that's that's how they run things. They always have KPI. They always, and I think, like, marketing teams, you know, consumer brands do it as well. But I feel like it sometimes kind of get disconnected from the creatives. Like the creatives are just working to create those ideas. They're like just idea machines, and they're just like doing that thing, and 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 that's it. But sometimes they don't even hear about what what actually happened with it. Like they they would if they create a case study, they would write like yeah, two hundred percent, yeah, I don't know, increase in brand recognition right. or something like that. But then I don't know, like sometimes there's something exciting about just like seeing even like the specific ad, how it performed right away. And then maybe like changing it a little bit. Like there is, there is something cool about that, which also a lot of agencies do. Uh, but, but, but for me, it's not even like that testing part, but really just, just the part that you actually get to, I don't know, you actually get to create advertising and not just PR. You actually get to like work on specific features and work on specific things that are, that I feel like in consumer brands, it's it's very often, it's kind of not about the product anymore, right? Like it's about just entertaining, which is a good thing, but it's not really about like promoting something. And I, and I feel like there is something like very interesting for, for ad people and like, at least for me, you know, that work of actually writing an ad for something and, and seeing how it goes.
0: Yeah. As I'm thinking about, you know, the work that you're describing is there any, um, is there any downside? Not downside, but you know, obviously, when 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 you think of tech, right, you're going to think of very digital type of efforts, right? Maybe not so much like you even mentioned it, out of, out of home or or print. Or is there any downside to the fact that you're limited in the channels, or do you find that these that these startups and tech firms and and Uh, VC-funded companies are open to any channel of reaching an audience, whether that's, you know, like, hey, let's create a big stunt, or let's do a a brand film, or do you feel like they're more kind of focused on things that they feel more comfortable, which is like some kind of digital ads or, you know, social or, or things like that? Are they open to sort of big ideas?
1: Yeah i think I think when it comes to like low budget stunts which which is you know in advertising we call stunts or like p r activations or stuff like that in in tech, they just call it growth hacking, which is the same thing. Like it's just creative ideas that with low budget you you create a lot of impact. So absolutely, like people are very open to that, and and there are a lot of cool stories like in the tech world that that are yeah that, that could easily go, like become a case study, uh you know that that had people recognize. But it's just kind of like a separate world, and it feels like it's not the same, but it's really the same thing. So I think they're totally open about it. But but of course, I mean there are downsides. You know, like just the fact that you're not surrounded by other creatives and, and just the fact that like team, creative teams are. Usually much smaller, and it's not like it's not like an agency where like creatives are the main actors, right? Like they're the main characters. Uh, everyone, everything surrounds them, right? Like in a tech company, you're just like a small player, right? Like I mean, the people who code, or, or like the CEO, or like like all like all those people are, you know, like the like all those people are much more important than you. <laughs> you're just like some, oh. some weird guy coming up with ideas, right? So it's so it's, so it's kind of <laughs> different. Like you're not the main character uh and of course that's like i mean yeah so 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 that's so that's different in a way but uh, but i mean you know like everything everything has a price i guess
0: <laughs> that's that's a great and, and you know frankly i i i'm i'm a big believer in you know like i i've talked about this before on the pad, podcast and other places right where i think it's weird at 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 agencies that the creatives are are placed on such a such a pedestal um because and i you know i'm probably shooting myself in the foot but i i just think that it's weird right it's like oh the creatives oh the you know the don't bother the creatives or this is a creative lunch don't you know you can't you know like that whole thing to me is weird because yes it's a big big part of what the agency is producing and selling and that you know but without other people right without a strategist who who led you in the right way without a um you know producer who helped bring your idea to life at the end of the day you'd be stuck with a piece of paper right so i i've always thought that it's kind of weird uh that that they're placed on on such a pedestal so i, I that that wouldn't that wouldn't uh, bother me necessarily um and and, and also i kind of like working in smaller teams i think oftentimes when you have more people right you get that effect where you know, you have so many people, and nobody's doing anything because everybody's looking at the other person. Like, oh, that person will do that. You know, so I, I kind of like that. Um, but, but do you agree that that's kind of has that been your experience working in agencies that sometimes, like, you know, we're getting we're getting way too much of the of the uh, of the spotlight when it should be a little bit more <laughs> evenly distributed. I mean, don't get me wrong; I I love you know I love you know a little bit of that, but I just think sometimes it's a little bit too much.
1: Yeah, I agree. I I like the spotlight too, but, uh, but yeah, but I agree, you know, like, like it often feels like the other people are just kind of disappearing in the background where their work is, is also so important. But I guess it also depends on the agencies. Like, I feel like some agencies really like value their, like everyone in a way, like even like the AT people. And and, and I think that's awesome. Uh, but yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's cool. So You know, you talked about uh, we were kind of making these analogies, right, to like tech terms. Like you talked about um, minimum viable um, product. I think that's the MVP, right? And how that is kind of like how that translates into something that maybe people at agencies would recognize a little bit more. Is that something that you've created, by the way? If not, maybe that could be a kind of a cool idea, right? It's like a... a, uh, a a a startup to agency translator, right? Or that could be kind of an interesting piece that you put together. I don't know if you've done that already.
1: <laughs> no, not really, not really, because I never really explored that. Like I don't know, I feel like I'm not advocating it too much. Like I'm just like it's kind of it's kind of something that I have and I discuss in conversations, like with you uh but i don't like i I don't feel like i'm all in on that idea of like all creatives should move to b2b because i don't know like i I mean like something else something different works for for everyone but i do try to kind of you know use that language and and kind of you know and kind of try try doing those things and another thing that i that i do a lot is also like pitching in public And, and that means that i like on linkedin for example a lot of time if i have an idea and i feel like that's something that also I guess like not a lot, not a lot of creatives do because it's not it's not very common. Is if I have an idea and I want to see you know did i that idea happen, uh, so so then like I would not like necessarily. Reach out to that client or anything like that. I would sometimes just like execute, you know, a rough kind of layout or something like that, or just see how it could look and then just just post it and see and maybe tag the company and see how it goes, you know. And sometimes like it starts really interesting conversations, sometimes with that brand or sometimes like with, with other people who saw it but it's, but it's been working pretty great. I mean, I've been doing that for, for like two years already, just like every time I have an idea for a spec ad, I would just post it and show the process behind it and all of that. And, and usually like, it's, you know, like, I feel like it's also kind of like in the tech world where you, where you also pitch things and where you also like, you know, like if you have an idea, you just try and, and put it out in the world to see how people react. And, and I think like, that's also something that, that we're kind of missing as creatives, like this kind of building in public, uh, attitude where you just like you know you have an idea you just put it out you see how it works and you know if it performs well you already have the stats to show to the brand you can already say like all right like this you know people people are lacking that campaign let's let's run it you know
0: right yeah i think we're sometimes fearful right it's like oh somebody's gonna somebody else gonna do it and then they're gonna get the credit for it (laughs) uh you know or something like that and which you know and that that i guess can be a valid a valid point but uh, you probably get to see more things come to life right if you're if you're more open to if you're more open to sharing so as we start to wrap up here i mean what's what 's next for you what's the what what are you you know what are you planning on um i don't think you've written a book yet have you i have i missed that
1: <laughs> no i have not <laughs> Not yet, I but, um, mean,
0: you have so much great content that I'm sure that's got to be in the back of your mind because I think that that would probably be a super valuable resource uh, for for people. Um, so pushing <laughs> – now I'm guilting you. Now I'm pressuring you into writing a book. <laughs> yeah, I mean, would, yeah, that, but, would yeah.
1: that be something that you were interested in or,
0: or not necessarily right now?
1: Well, absolutely. I mean, I don't know if it's like a printed book because I think there is something like really nice about like a digital library that that you can update all the time and kind of change but yeah but i'm thinking like i've been and and i really want to do it this year like i'm like i'm definitely going to do it and like this this kind of idea that i had it's called like add recipes or like the like the advertising cookbook and i'll just have like a lot of it would be kind of like like combination of like deck of brilliance and hey we will squeeze this and it would be like a huge library with like a lot of different like recipes that you could cook, right? Like it could be like uh, like an ad that would target an enemy, or then an ad that would uh, target like I don't know that that would have a visual metaphor or a visual simile, right? And a lot of different things like that. And each one of those like would have all the tools, all the ingredients that you need, like a, like quick step by step, and a lot of examples. Uh, and maybe later that's we'll turn great. into a book, but but that's what I'm that's what I'm going to build this year. And yeah, and I hope it's going to become like a resource for both like B two B and B two C creatives who use it.
0: Yeah, that's cool. And if if I if I may, I don't know if you experimented at all with with uh, with the new GPTs that you can create on uh, on ChatGPT, which is basically your own sort of like chatbot. But how cool would it be if you could just you know use a prompt to ask it that you know it's like, hey, I'm writing this this type of ad. Yeah, You know, what, how do I, do, you know, what would I need or whatever? And then it would just kind of spit back. So that would, that would be really thing that you could create as, create as well. That would be awesome.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the GPT, all the GPT stuff is, is so interesting. Like right now I'm working with a startup also like a, just as a like little side project where we're also like d- designing kind of like the way GPT writes and the tone of voice and really like all those things. And, and, and it's so interesting how much value uh, like traditional advertising knowledge, uh, you know, has in those things. Because really, like, if you use GPD without, like, any good taste or without any, you know, any traditional knowledge of, like, the techniques and the things that you really need to know, like, about the creative process then you won't be able to produce anything good. And even if you would, you won't recognize that. Like you, you wouldn't be able to recognize, to find like the good stuff, you know, the shitty stuff. Right. And I think like, it's, it's amazing to see like how relevant the knowledge that like, you know, we're seasoned, seasoned creatives have uh, for, for, you know, for that AI thing. Cause like without, without that knowledge and without those like techniques, it would be basically useless.
0: Yeah, it's just like anything else, right? Like the like the expression go, goes in garbage in, garbage out. I mean, if you don't know, if <laughs> right. you don't know how to feed it properly, you're not going to get anything good coming out the 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 back end. So, yeah, that's definitely that's definitely cool. So, I, I recommend anybody who's listening to um, the program to sign up for your newsletter. Can you can you tell folks where they can find that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's on thecreativemarketer.com. Uh, yeah, you can find it there. Creativemarker Yeah, all my previous articles. It's all for free, and yeah, you can enjoy it.
0: Yeah, it's very cool. Thank you so much for making the time to be on the show. I really love this this perspective, um, and I'm sure you're probably going to get a bunch of people asking you, uh, "How do how, how do I get in? I, I'm sold." Uh, but but thank you for for sharing that. And again, like I said at the very top of the, of the program, and I, and I mean this, I mean, thank you for what uh, you're doing. I feel like there's a, a, a group of people, hopefully myself included, that uh, are giving back to the community and helping the next generation um, you know, become better at, at their jobs. So again, thank you uh, for doing what you do, and I look forward to keeping in touch, keeping our, our friendship and our um, you know, partnership here alive, and uh, I hope to talk to you again soon
1: yeah of course and, and likewise i mean i'm learning so much from you so you know <laughs> just keep doing what you're doing it's 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 incredible thank you
0: thank you thank you Shlomo. okay we'll talk soon okay take care
1: all right
0: and that's going to do it for another episode of confessions of a creative director thanks to my very special guest and new friend shlomo Genshin. Hey, be sure to sign up to my Patreon so you can hear Shlomo's five other things. It's a new segment that I'm launching exclusively for my Patreon guest. He's going to talk about uh, his favorite quote, his favorite book, uh, person or organization to follow. Five things that you need to know to help you take your career to the heights that Shlomo has taken his. So be sure and sign up to patreon.com backslash confessions of a creative director. Uh, Be sure to pick up the book. Uh, sign up for the podcast do what you can people to help me uh, keep the podcast going uh, all these things help uh, pick up an audiobook tell your friends subscribe to the podcast whatever you can do to support the podcast would be greatly appreciated all right well that's going to do it until next time peace love and creativity see ya